Welcome back to the secret world of the second sex. I'm your host, Hannah, and we met back in the first episode, but today, for the first time, I'm being joined by my co-hosts, Emily and Daniela. Hello! Hi! Uh, and they'll be around to provide more feminine insights and hopefully some colorful commentary for us as we move forward. So, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the tampon tax, a controversial sales tax applied to period products like tampons and pads that has come under fire in recent years for being a sexist financial penalty placed upon women and individuals who must purchase these products each month. As always, before we get into our discussion for the day, we'll hear some pieces from the second sex. When the second sex was published in 1949, the menstrual cycle was no great medical mystery. Doctors had a pretty developed understanding of what occurred during the menstrual cycle, unlike their predecessors. Anglo-Saxons call menstruation the curse, and it is true that there is no individual finality in the menstrual cycle. It was thought in Aristotle's time that the blood flowed each month. If fertilization occurred, it was to constitute the flesh and the blood of the child. The truth of this old theory is that women endlessly start at the labor of gestation. This complex process, whose details are still quite mysterious, sets the whole body in motion, as it is accompanied by hormonal secretions that act on the thyroid and the pituitary glands, the central and peripheral nervous systems, and thus on all the organs, Simone de Beauvoir writes. Included in this section of the text is a pretty thorough anatomical explanation of what occurs during menstruation and a subsequent discussion of the effects of menstruation on women's bodies, including symptoms that would now be associated with PMS, premenstrual syndrome, or PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. De Beauvoir again references the impact of menstruation on women's bodies, saying, instability is a striking characteristic of their bodies in general. For example, men's calcium metabolism is stable. Women both retain less calcium salt and eliminate it during menstruation and pregnancy. The ovaries seem to have a catabolic action concerning calcium. This instability leads to disorders in the ovaries and the thyroid. More instability and less control make them more emotional, which is directly linked to vascular variations, palpitations, redness, and so on. And they are thus subject to convulsive attacks, tears, nervous laughter, and hysterics. For Simone de Beauvoir, it was these physical differences between men and women that occurred as a result of menstruation that formed the basis for the subordination of women. From de Beauvoir's perspective, menstruation was a source of bodily trauma experienced by women repeatedly, and even in menopause, the natural end to the menstrual cycle, women continued to endure physical trauma as a result of their biology. These biological data are of extreme importance, de Beauvoir concludes. They play an all-important role and are an essential element of women's situation. We will be referring to them in all further accounts. Because the body is the instrument of our hold on the world, the world appears different to us depending on how it is grasped, which explains why we have studied these data so deeply. They are one of the keys that enable us to understand women, but we refuse the idea that they form a fixed destiny for her. They do not suffice to constitute the basis for a sexual hierarchy. They do not explain why woman is the other. They do not condemn her forever to the subjugated role. In this lies Simone de Beauvoir's central argument about the place of women. Biological differences cannot and do not explain the limitations that humanity has placed upon women. Humanity itself denies that the differences between men and women have been used to alter the life outcomes and social roles occupied by women. Further, biological differences alone are not sufficient to effectively confine women to the roles they've been given by society. There must be something more at play to explain the place of womanhood. 
Although science and medicine have begun to abandon outdated beliefs about menstruation and what the process actually entails for women, activists have argued that the treatment of menstruation, particularly where the taxation of period products is concerned, has reached a standstill. Proponents against the tax have argued that by taxing products that are essential for individuals who menstruate, the individuals purchasing these products are experiencing negative financial repercussions that do not apply to those who are not. Ultimately, economists and activists alike have called out the tampon tax for being a form of price discrimination, which is defined by Investopedia as a selling strategy that charges customers different prices for the same product or service based on what the seller thinks they can get the customer to agree to. In pure price discrimination, the seller charges each customer the maximum price he or she will pay. When applied to the conversation about period products, the producers of products like tampons and pads are able to charge whatever prices they want for people menstruating. These products are essential goods, not optional luxuries, at least not in situations where free bleeding is unacceptable. It's this argument that the purchasing of period products is out of necessity rather than want that has driven conversations about repealing taxes on period products all across the United States. As of July 30th, 2019, 16 states had stopped taxing period products, but among these 16 are Alaska, Oregon, Montana, New Hampshire, and Delaware, states that do not impose a sales tax on any goods, according to taxfreeperiod.com, a site operated by Period Equity and Lola. To give us some more insight into what price discrimination and the period tax look like for consumers, we'll be playing our very own version of What's in the Bag? a classic prices right game in which our player will have to try and correctly guess the prices for different items. For our special version, we'll be using an array of period products. I've attempted to include the most popular forms of period products, but this certainly is not an exhaustive list. For the prices, I've referenced walmart.com as it's a national retailer, and I've used the most popular bestseller that is not Walmart's generic brand Equate in an attempt to find more accurate prices for period products. Even so, these prices are based on my location in a relatively rural area of Kentucky and could be higher or lower across the United States. All right, so now that all of the disclaimers are out of the way, it's time to introduce our guest, Hunter. I'd like to thank Hunter for volunteering to come on to The Secret World of the Second Sex to play today and to participate in our discussions. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're excited to test your period knowledge. Yes! So I'm assuming you have linen in your life? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, and I'm assuming that you know women who menstruate, who have periods. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. They have a little sister too. Yeah. She'll be there one day. Oh, so she's not there yet. She's no. three. No, I know. She'll <laughs> be there one day. Yeah. So uh, I have a fun little game here. Um, so I'm going to tell you what each of these products are, and then I'm going to give you three different prices. And among all three prices, one will be the correct price. You'll have to guess which one it is. All right. And so we'll just, we'll go from there. Uh, so we're going to start with some of the more easily recognizable products. Uh, first, we have a 36 count of Tampax Pearl Tampons. Uh, these are the regular absorbency. They're unscented. They have leak guard protection, which is the trademark of Tampax. Plastic okay. applicator. Yes, a nice plastic applicator. Uh, so, Hunter. Are these $5.79, $8.22, or $10.36? I feel like five, the five one. Okay, you're saying $5.79. Unfortunately, 
Uh, this 36 count is $8.22. That breaks okay. down to $0.22 cents a piece. Um, you would probably go through multiple. I mean, you would definitely go through multiples a day. Um, you should be careful about not wearing your tampons for too long. Also, to have a maximum absorbency. So, um, yeah, be sure you're not wearing your tampons too long. <laughs> okay, I'll try. For anyone listening who may be using a tampon... Read the little pamphlet about toxic shock syndrome. Um, so this is something that I would say you, like in my experience, it's been a while since I've had a period because of the birth control method that I use. Um, but I would say that I was buying a, a box of tampons like I once every... I have to two boxes sometimes. Every period? Mm-hmm. Two boxes? Yes. It was usually a box, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a month where I... I literally had to text my mother because I didn't have enough money in my bank account to buy tampons. And I ha- she had to give me money because it was like $15 for the pack that I was buying. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. It's, it's <laughs> a lot of money. And you got to spend it once a month. <coughs> yeah. You got to put that into your budget plans. Oh. Alrighty. Oh, organic. Yes. So the next products that we have uh, are the OV Organic plant-based applicator tampons. This is an 18 count. Um, I don't know. Oh, they're the regular size as well. No fragrances or dyes, free from chlorine. Um, and I guess the it's a plastic applicator akin to the previous ones, but it's plant-based as opposed to petroleum-based. Okay. So, so it's biodegradable. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a, an environmentally responsible choice. <laughs> Uh, so are these five dollars and ninety seven cents, eight dollars and twelve cents, or ten dollars and sixty two cents? Uh, okay, so this is half the amount of the last one. Those are organic. I'm gonna go with the 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 ten dollar one. Uh, these are five dollars and ninety seven cents. What? I'm shocked about that one too. But the price per tampon is thirty three cents, and for the Tampax Pearl, it's twenty two cents a tampon. So you are paying more, um, ultimately, if you're buying these. And also, if we had to buy one thirty six box, we're definitely gonna have to buy multiples of those. Yeah. So that's true. That adds up really fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So, next, we have something. I hope my mom's not going to mind me saying this, but my mom wears panty liners every day of her life. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure my mom would want me to say that. <laughs> it's fine. We love her. You know, she'll blame it on me anyway. Um, if you ever talk to Martha. Anyway, uh, we have always regular daily liners. These are 20 counts, so these are, you know, really thin. Um regular absorbency, all-day fresh and clean protection. Uh, So these are a product that most people would wear in combination with tampons. Um, It's not necessarily something that you're going to wear for, like, actual period product use. So is this package $1.34, $2.96, or $3.56? I feel like it would be the $2 one. It is three dollars and fifty six cents. What? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are eighteen cents each. Which I will say, with some of these, if you buy larger 
with most things, if you buy them in bulk, you can bring the price per down, but it still is a more expensive upfront cost, um, yeah. and it's not always feasible. Like Daniela was saying, you have to budget for these things, and so you might not have, you know, $20 to buy the $20 pack. You also have to consider if you're buying that with tampons, too. That's, like, another add-in price that you have to add. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next, we have the OI Ultra Thin Panty Liners. These are made with organic cotton. Um, for those of you listening who can't see our fun game, in bright lime green, they say safe, not synthetic on the front. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that packaging is quite eye-catching. I like yeah. it. I'm a fan. It's pretty nice. Uh, so these are organic. There's a 24. It's a 24 count box. Um, so Hunter, is this box three dollars and seventy eight cents, four dollars and ninety seven cents, or five dollars and twenty six cents? I'm gonna go with the four dollars. Yay! <laughs> so these are twenty one cents each. Uh, that is a slight difference. It's not actually that much more expensive than the other always uh, box that were 18 cents a piece. And you're getting, what, four more in this? Yes. Yeah, okay. So there is also that to consider. Uh, so now we're going to move back more into, like, your primary period products. Uh, so we've got the Always Ultra Thin Pads. These are 32 count. They are the super long with wings, which... Uh, you know, they can really tuck under your yeah. unders, they don't mm. slip back and forth. Yeah, I feel like wings are generally the preferred yes. form of pads. Yes. Yeah. yeah, otherwise, they just bunch up, and that <laughs> adhesive is not that strong. <laughs> Hunter, your face really says it all. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning a lot about us and period products. <laughs> Our friendship will never be the same. All right, so for this 32 count. Of pads, is it four dollars and forty-eight cents, five dollars and forty-seven cents, or six dollars and fifty-four cents? Is it the four-dollar one? No. <laughs> it is uh, five dollars and forty-seven cents. They're seventeen cents a piece. Uh, which actually, if you go back, they're cheaper than buying the panty liners, and you get more. Um, and these hold more, so they might be a little bit more bang for your buck. But in comparison to tampons, you have to ch- definitely change them more often. A right. lot more often. But you also can't use tampons all the time, so sometimes you have to use pads. Yeah. Sometimes, like, really light flow days, you just you can't use a tampon. Got to use a pad. I know. Yeah. You're going to be the most <laughs> informed older <laughs> brother. Let me just tell you. All right, so again, we have like a more organic option. We have the Always Pure Ultra Thin Pads. These are chemical-free. They don't use chlorine bleach. They're made with sustainably sourced cotton, free of dyes and fragrances. Uh, These are super, so they have more absorbency. They also have wings, um, and this is a 21-count box. So your options. Also packaging. Yes, this is really... Very, like, millennial packaging. Mm-hmm, but um, millennial pink right on the front. Yes. <laughs> and I do feel like the movement to have organic period products, especially organic tampons, anything that you would use internally, that's been a more recent development because yes. people have started to think about, like, what sorts of dangers are women exposing themselves to when using cotton that's been bleached mm. with chlorine um, mm-hmm. internally. 
So uh, now onto the price. Would this run you $3.98, $5.97, or $7.63? I feel like these are going to be expensive. I'm going to go with the seven. These are $5.97. Hey, you got one right so far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got We're one. On your side. We have four more after this. You still have a chance. Okay. You could still get half right. We're waiting yeah. for you. Um, so these are 28 cents each. Doesn't sound super bad when you're talking about like per pound, like 28 cents doesn't sound bad. Yeah. But then like putting together <laughs> all of the different products. These last four I'm excited about. They're um, less traditional maybe. For sure. Um, so these are really interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have before us the Sea Pearl reusable sea, sea sponge tampons. Um, so these are literally pieces of sea sponge that are made to, they act like a tampon. Um, so there's a two pack. I think there are two different sizes. I can't remember from the description or not, but you can get these in different sizes. Um, but for this pack, is this $24.98, $49.98, or $59.98? For just two? Mm -hmm. But they're reusable. Yeah. Oh, okay. These do have, like, a lifespan at some point. You're going to have mm -hmm. to dispose them and buy new ones, but they can be washed out and reused. I have so many questions about... Me too. Yeah. Sanit like, sanitization? Yeah. Because yeah. it's porous. There's bacteria in there, but that's for a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 24? Oh. No. Mm. What? Um... They are fifty nine ninety eight. The price per sponge is twenty nine ninety nine. Sponge. Yeah. But it's a sea pearl. It's a sea sponge. It's a real sea sponge. <laughs> a real sponge. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think I know anyone personally who uses mm. sea sponge tampons. Definitely not. Nope. Diva cups and others, yes, but we'll get there. Yeah, but uh, sea sponge tampons. I don't even know, like, as a college student, I don't know if it would be feasible to use a sea sponge yeah. tampon. Like, what do you do in the middle of class? Like, yeah. also, your roommate would have to be really chill with you having a sea sponge <laughs> tampon <laughs> just sitting around. All right, uh, so we've come to another reusable option. We have um, a three-pack of cloth feminine pads. These are perfume-free, chlorine-free, stain-free, healthy, comfortable, economical, eco-friendly. These are a regular pad in terms of absorbency. Um, they're from Charlie Banana, and there are three of them in the package. So, is this $20.89, $25.72, or $32.78? Oh my gosh, you started so high. Um. I'm gonna go with the middle one. Hey, got it! Yay! So these are eight dollars and fifty-seven cents each. Um, Some like anecdotal background. My grandmother, when she like back in the day, when the, we didn't have necessarily like reusable or like disposable products, used to wear like a belt, mm -hmm. and you used to hook a reusable cloth pad to what the front of the belt and the back of the belt, and you literally wore it almost like, like cloth. Gartered up like underwear. It almost looked like 
what sumo wrestlers wear. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, there's a, an SNL sketch that's, a, I think it's called, like, Kotex Classic. Um, mm. And it's meant to be, like, a spoof of this. And so it's, like, if we brought those belts <laughs> back into the 21st century. Um, and so this was made during the early 2000s. They were wearing, like, very slinky, like, satin dresses. Yeah. And they had these giant pads on these belts where they would, like, stick out and you could <laughs> see them. Um my mom would always, like, tell me the horror stories of what it was like before there were disposable tampons. Or before there were applicators. Yeah. We used to I think it's interesting. Finger. There are a lot of <laughs> countries that that's still the norm. Yeah. To yeah. just buy, Absolutely. like, these. I mean, it's kind of nice because they're tiny. It's just mm-hmm. a small little bullet of cotton. But I, just the mechanics of doing yeah. that. It's I also prefer. less plastic use, which I guess as we approach like consumer use of plastic we should all consider yeah plastic applicators as a part of that all right um on to another more environmentally friendly solution uh emily's clapping quietly (laughs) yeah i've never used one but i know that a lot of people love them we have the diva cup uh so this goes it's internal um you put it where you would put a tampon um and so it it doesn't expand, but they have different sizes that fit, mm-hmm. um, and so they sort of catch the blood and hold it there until you take it out and dump it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you like s- like squunch up the top, put it in, and then it'll the the little lid will open. <laughs> yeah, okay. there's like a specific way to fold it. Uh, so this is model one, which I think they've started to phase out. I think they have a newer version. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's one menstrual cup. You can wear it for up to 12 hours. Leak-free, easy to reuse, easy to use, and reusable. I guess they are also easy to reuse. Um, so these need to be, like, foiled to be sanitized. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice thing is, like, unlike tampons where you really shouldn't wear more than maybe four hours at a time, yeah. although I know every woman ever in her life has pushed that limit, oh, you definitely. can wear these um, up to 12 hours. So well, the there's, thing is, you go through yeah. this often. Campus. How are you gonna go and boil your diva cup? I couldn't imagine <laughs> the shared kitchen right. space. Going to the shared. I'm not even sure I could imagine rinsing it out in a communal sink. Exactly. So there's some logistical issues with our environment at play. Yes. Uh, so is the diva cup 2486, 3287, or 3448? I guess the 32. No. 3448. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. these people use their Cups for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for a while. Okay. I think. Actually, yes. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but it is a much longer life than the sea sponges. Um, and it's, you, could, you can reuse them. Mm. These sorts of things that are reusable, especially the Diva Cup, they've been sort of lauded as potentially the future of period products, especially for. Um, lower income individuals who can't afford to go out and be buying tampons. 5, $10, $15 boxes of tampons every month. Um, but there are also issues because of the sterilization. This, right, the sanitation of needing to be able to clean them. Um, and so it's sort of a tricky, a tricky double edged sword, mm-hmm. periods are. <laughs> so this is our last product. We have the Instead Soft Cup. This is a 14 count. Um, so this product is pretty similar to a Diva Cup. They're just disposable. Um, so you would use these one time. They've got like a very thin 
um, plastic membrane and then a ring that operates and functions the same way as the Diva Cup. Um, so there are 14 in this pack. Is this pack 1978, 2499, or 2799? I'm gonna go with the 19. Oh my gosh. What? They are 2799. What? They are $1.99 each. Dang. Um, assuming that periods can last for up to seven days, you would potentially get two periods so these don't stretch super far. No. Yeah, they're they're pretty pricey. This is another one I don't know anyone personally who has used these, and I don't really hear people talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle said she's about I'm to try a, them. I'm a try them. The, the next episode you know. will be product reviews. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you know my opinion. Keep you posted. Yeah. Wow. Did you pay 27 Have you bought them? No. Or were you just, was that color commentary that you were going to try them? I'm going to try them. Okay. I'm going to do it. You're going to save I'm, up I'm all your change. all your change? Because, like, I don't have to, like, clean it. I can just throw it away. Right. I'm just worried about the price. That's yeah. expensive for, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. But it's $12. Hey. But also, everything's worth it. We need a super one. <laughs> well, these don't have, like, the, the same limitation on like volume yeah right. um and it's the same thing with like diva cups you don't have different sizes based on different flow yeah but i have seen these before and i will say the size of the ring is huge giant Ooh. and it's like very intimidating because i yeah. did play around with the idea of using them because i was like i'm i hate tampons um and i don't think i ever put one in because i was so like nervous about doing it yeah, like if the ring's that huge and you're used to tampons where it's like a small little <laughs> insert, like <laughs> I don't know how I would feel about it. Well, you get to try it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll buy both that and tampons to be safe. There you go. Yeah. Let's not put all of our uh, eggs yeah, in one, one basket. basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd get that. <laughs> all right. So. We got two? I think it was two, yeah. Yeah, two. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Two is better than zero. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I was making all of these games for the podcast, I wasn't making them to be like, ha ha, guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, I think I would be challenged to play these games. 100% oh, I did I not know too. some of those yeah. prices. So I was sitting there like, ooh. And I don't know. My wallet knows that, but my brain has not processed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because when you're a woman and you're having to buy tampons, you're not necessarily thinking about the price. You're thinking about, I need this. I'm literally yeah. bleeding. Like, yeah. I need to buy this. Right. right. Um, and it's not an option. You have to have something. Um, and so it's yeah. a lot That's harder to be like aware of how much you're spending mm-hmm. um and even like i didn't talk about generic products but even some of the generic products they get pretty expensive yeah. um and so women are spending a lot of money over the course of their life on these products right. yeah, that's yeah. crazy oh. and that's before sales tax so depending on where you live like in kentucky we have a six percent sales tax mm-hmm. um other places it's higher and like i mentioned there are only 16 states in the u.s that don't tax period products and I think half of them just don't have a state sales tax so it's not something that they're doing necessarily intentionally 
so to wrap things up in this episode, we're going to be discussing a new story that's relevant to our subject today. Um, we'll do this for most episodes as we move forward. Um, get ready for the media example segment. So today we're going to be discussing an article from CNN that was published on February 13th titled, Tennessee Republican lawmakers push back on proposed three-day exemption to tampon tax, written by Kelly Mina. So to summarize, uh, there is a Tennessee lawmaker, Senator Sarah Kyle, who introduced a bill into the legislature that would include period products in an existing sales-free tax holiday that is already a thing in Tennessee. Uh, And so Senator Kyle was reported as saying, I come to you today with a very small plea that we take the tax off these products for just one weekend. I'm urging a very small amount of dollars, but it sends a large signal that our state is taking a very important step in recognizing these products as a necessity and as an essential part of women's health during the hearing for the bill, which is SB 1724. And although this was important, it wasn't the speech that made the news. It was the reaction of Republican lawmakers that did. One of them, Senator Joe Hensley, asked, do you have a way to replace the funds in reference to the potential loss of tax revenue that this exemption would result in? It was reported that these concerns arose from the belief that women would use this weekend to buy period products in bulk to avoid having to pay taxes on the same products during other times of the year. So at this point, um, the bill was offered an extension, uh, and Senator Kyle has extra time to prepare a response to Senator Hensley's questions. Um, And this was actually granted by a Democratic lawmaker who um, said that this is an uncomfortable conversation to have, but there are even some young girls who use rags and cloths because they can't afford feminine products. We should not have our young girls be subjected to this humiliation which was a comment made by that senator, Senator Brenda Gilmore. Uh, So we can open this up to commentary from our guests. What do you think? I mean, as far as the thing about people might stockpile period products when they're tax-free, like... Honestly, why not? Right. I stockpiled freaking notebook paper (laughs) during back-to-school weekend. Yeah. Um, so I know, Hunter, you mentioned that there was some big news in Scotland yeah, recently. Like two, I think two days ago, it became the first country in the world to um, make feminine hygiene products free. Oh. Yeah. We stand. Well, sounds like that's my post-grad plan. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go there. Yeah. It is something that I think is interesting, like at our school, Um, where most students live on a college campus. Mm -hmm. We give out free condoms, Mm -hmm. but if you were in need of period products, I don't know if you could go to our health center and ask for tampons, pads. Like, I don't know if they have them there. Yeah. Like, I know that they have baskets of condoms just out. Like, you don't even have to talk to somebody. You can grab a handful of condoms. Mm -hmm. They regularly give them to, like, residence assistants Mm -hmm. um, who can pass them out to residents. But, like nearly half of our population I think actually a little bit more than half of our population are people who menstruate and we don't have access to these products and you could argue that condoms and what you use condoms for are not a necessity Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I think Parsons um or student health has like when you go into the bathroom you can find the like products 
but it's like reminiscent of those like quarter bathroom machines that pump out the maxi pads that are like an inch thick and it's like this isn't doing anyone any good um but I haven't checked in a while but I I know for a while there was a group on campus yeah. trying to get free menstrual products in all of the restrooms um I've checked and there's like no longer yeah so the little the little bu- baskets are there but I just don't think we have the infrastructure no because right I went to the to bathroom once to go get one because I ran out and there was none in my backpack and there was none in the bathroom so like take it's a, a good idea but I think like we all need to take a part in it for it to be effective but also should women be asked to continuously pay for not only yourselves but with a program like that you're also being asked to put the cost for other women and a yeah, sense of solidarity and unity but we have money in the endowment that could be used to pay a couple thousand dollars a year especially because with that kind of capital imagine how many tampons or pads or whatever you could buy at once Mm -hmm. and we talked about you know buying in bulk Mm -hmm. helps to reduce the price also i think another thing that really strikes me is that we don't even have those quarter Mm -hmm. tampon machines no No. we don't like if you go to the bathroom and you don't have something it's texting your friends yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's opening that group me and like who's in the library yeah like someone yeah. help us out I think what's really <clears throat> like one of those sort of like core pillars of like the like community of m- people who menstruate is that like no matter what you're always willing to give something to someone else so these like yeah. Hunter you've seen like how expensive these products are but that doesn't mean like somebody could ask me for a tampon and I'd like unzip my bag and be like super regular pad what are we going for like what do you need um and we're always willing to give them away because like we know what it's like to be caught without one right yes it's something that I've almost struggled with because I like I mentioned earlier I haven't had a period in four years because of the birth control that I use come back for the birth control episode to hear more about that Um, shameless plug (laughs) But, um, so I, the entire time that I've been in college, I have not had tampons, pads, anything like that in my dorm room, in my possession at any given time, because I've never needed them myself, and so it's something that I've been able to stop purchasing, um, and that's one of the big, like, hooray, look at how much money I've saved over these four years, um, but I have friends of mine who will text me and say, hey, are you busy? I need a tampon. Do you have one? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I can try to go get one for you because I'm not busy, but, like, I can't help. And so I almost feel like I'm letting women down every time they ask me for these products and I can't give them. Mm. And that's kind of hard. Yeah. It is, yeah. I think just about every bag I've owned since, like, the age of, like, 12 has had some <laughs> Metro product yeah, somewhere in honestly. it. honestly. I could pick, I could literally dig through any tote bag any backpack, anything I've had, things I haven't used in years, I'll open the pockets and there'll be just a tampon in there. Yep. And I'm like, oh, always looking out. <laughs> you never know what's going to hit. You got to be prepared. But, no, I wish they were cheaper or at least more accessible. Because, um, like, if you, if you live on campus, for instance, and you don't have a car, how do you go get You don't have... 
Maybe. You've got to walk a couple blocks to Walgreens. Mm. And a lot of the time, smaller retailers, like Walgreens, they typically upcharge. has higher prices. Oh, my gosh, yes. yeah. Bad. It's that like was what happened that month. More. I didn't have any money. Those bought that box of tampons was thirteen dollars. They, it's crazy how much more expensive it is. But it's like the only convenient place that you can walk to, so you have to spend that money. Does the gas station have tampons? Speed Ray will probably have like the individual, the teeny tiny little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you'll get like a pack of two or three. Yeah. yeah. And Do they even have that? I've never had to look at Speed I'll, I'll go. I'll look. I'll so we'll go look it. at Speedway, and then we'll go we'll buy some new soft cups. Yes. <laughs> if I can find them. <laughs> An adventure. Oh. I think um, part of, with, like, student health, with, like, the condom situation, like, they always talk about safe sex, and, like, everyone wants to spread the idea of safe sex, but, like, it's kind of taboo to talk about periods. Like, like if I were to talk about my period in front of my dad, he'd be like, ew, that's gross, don't bring that up. I don't want to hear about it. And it's like I can only really talk to my friends that are girls about it because, like, apparently no man wants to hear about it. And I feel like in this day and age we should be able to talk about it and it shouldn't be something that we should hide because it happens to everyone. Like, we shouldn't be scared to bring it up. So, like, I think if we make it more of, like, known, then maybe we could, like, go to Parsons and talk about the topic of, like, yes, we have free condoms because safe sex, but also we should have free menstrual products because... All women go through this. Everyone goes through this at some point. Like, we should talk about it more. I think, like, the invisibility of periods is really what reinforces the stigma that exists around menstruating. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that happens, like, away from the public's eye. And uh, even in the U.S., where we're pretty open about (coughs) periods, it's not like in most communities you'll be asked to leave the community. You'll be asked to do certain things. Um, there's still, like, a discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and thinking of, like, a lot of the guys that I know, there are very few that I would ever say, like, hey, this is an absolute emergency. I need a tampon. Like, I will pay you. Please go buy them. Oh, yeah. I'd only ask, like, one person on this campus. Yeah. It can be you now, honey. Yeah. Now you know how much they, <laughs> yeah. how much they are. You can say, because that'll be exactly $5.79. <laughs> Our resident new period expert. Yes. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? No? No. Okay, everyone's just Down with capitalism? I don't know. No. Talk about periods. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Secret World of the Second Sex, and I hope to not see you, but I hope that you'll be hearing my voice again really soon.